You're listening to the Faith Roots Audio Podcast with Pastor Willie George. You can watch the full video version of this episode and join the conversation with your comments on the Faith Roots YouTube channel. Simply search Faith Roots on YouTube and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Now, here's Pastor Willie George with today's message. Hello, I'm Willie George. I want to welcome you to this edition of the Faith Roots Podcast. And we're going to go ahead and jump right in. We're talking about praying in the Spirit. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 26, when it comes to spiritual gifts, Paul gives us this rule. Let all things be done unto edifying. In other words, everything that we do, we're thinking about others. We don't want to do anything that's confusing or selfish In other words, I'm not going to have my spiritual kicks at the expense of others. I'm going to honor the flow of a service and where people are. We're not there to disrupt and to change it all. And that's, that's, that's very important. All right. The Holy Spirit is our helper. Jesus told us that he would come to be our helper. Listen to John 14, verses 16 and 17. He said, And I will pray the Father... And he shall give you another comforter. The word another here means another of the same kind. In other words, somebody is coming just like me. He's going to be very much like me. Another comforter that he may abide with you forever. Now, see, here's Jesus saying, look, I've been with you three and a half years, but he's coming to stay. He will be with you the rest of your lives through all eternity. Even the spirit of truth. Now, the word comforter here is the Greek word parakletos. It means called to one's side. It doesn't mean called to be head of. It means called to the side. Called to one's aid. Jesus described the Holy Spirit as a helper, suggesting that the capability or adaptability for giving aid is his goal. He is a helper. He is just like Jesus. He's a servant. Now listen to Philippians chapter 2, verses 5, 6, and 7. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of men. Jesus was a servant. He came to serve people. Look at what he did the Last Supper. He uh, took uh, an apron, put it on, and knelt down and washed the feet of the disciples. You know, the ministry that Jesus did in three and a half years, that wasn't his ministry. That was the ministry of the apostles, the ministry of the believers. They're the ones who did much more preaching, preached for a longer time. They, they, they went on and on and on. That ministry is still going on today. 2,000 years later, Jesus only did it three and a half years because it wasn't his ministry. His ministry is at the right hand of God today where he's doing only what he can do. He's the high priest of the new covenant. He is uh, uh, our, our advocate with the Father. He is the head of the church. That's his real ministry. But he came to serve us, to show us the ministry that we're to have. He launched us into our ministry, the preaching and the teaching and the laying hands on the sick. That's our job. Jesus came to help us to get into that. He had to show us as men how to get into that ministry. So the Holy Spirit is a helper in the same sense that Jesus was. He said, I will pray the Father. He will give you another helper, another servant. The Holy Spirit is our servant. Now this is important. If this is so, then the Holy Spirit is not the one who is responsible 
for starting spiritual activity. We are. And I want to show you this in what Paul said to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. He said to Timothy, Wherefore I put you in remembrance that you, Timothy, not the Holy Spirit, stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. Now, we go to church services all the time where the singers are singing, Holy Spirit, stir us. That is not the program. That's not what God said. It, it, that's against the teaching of Scripture. Um, it's unfortunate, but a lot of times songwriters don't read the Scripture. Uh, where, wherefore, I put you in remembrance that you stir up the gift of God which is in you by the putting on of my hands. You're the one who has to stir it up. You do it. You stir it up. If we are the ones who are told to stir it up, then we are the ones who initiate this. And he's talking about the Holy Spirit, because look at the next verse. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We are going to stir up the Holy Spirit, who will in turn manifest power, he will manifest love, and he will manifest a sound mind in us when we stir him up. He is the gift of God that Timothy received when Paul laid hands on him. So here's the idea. It is your job, it is my job to stir up the Holy Spirit. We are the initiators of this relationship, not the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit was responsible for initiating prayer, we would never have to be told again to pray as much as we should. The Holy Spirit would see to it that we prayed all the time. But you see, He is not going to force you into anything. You have to step out, take the lead. He will be there for you and will help you. If the Holy Spirit initiated all ministry, every ministry would be perfect. Every church would be perfect. Every sermon would be perfect. Everything about the church would be perfect. Every person who attends would be perfect in their giving. But we know it's not the case because people have a will. So the Holy Spirit will help us, but we're the ones who have to initiate this. And this idea that He is a helper and a servant to us because of the authority that God gave to man when He created the earth the Holy Spirit is here to respect that. And so He flows through us, but as a helper. Isn't that amazing? It is humbling, really, when you think about it, that the Holy Spirit of God and Christ before Him, they both made themselves servants to mankind to serve us, to help us, to assist us, to aid us. And yes, we submit to the leadership of Christ and we submit to the Holy Spirit. We do. We recognize uh, that, that Christ is God, the Holy Spirit is God. But at the same time, we have the initiation power. We're the ones who get things started. And so don't sit around and wait for God to move. Uh, one great man of God, Smith Wigglesworth, used to say, if the Spirit doesn't move me, I move the Spirit. And that might sound sacrilegious to some, but it's in perfect to, uh, keeping with, with what Paul said in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 6 and 7. Stir up the gift that is in you. You and I have the power to stir those gifts. And so 
I got to tell you too, the time that you need to stir the gift the most is when you feel the least like doing it. Man, when I first became a believer and I was filled with the Holy Spirit, it was in a church service, and our church had amazing services. It was very emotional, the first church I was in. Uh, there was a group emotional event that happened, Not maybe not every service, but at least one out of three. The services were just electric, and you could feel God. And it was in that atmosphere that I was filled with the Holy Spirit. It was that atmosphere where where I uh, uh, first spoke in another tongue. And so uh, I would feel like worshiping God while I was in that atmosphere, feel close to God. Then I'd get home, and little by little as time passed, you get in the next day, you get into Monday, and you go through school and get around kids that are unpleasant and so forth. Uh, I couldn't feel God's presence. And I would think about praying in the Holy Spirit, but it seemed so phony to me because I didn't feel anything. And when I prayed in tongues at church, I felt the glory of God, but I didn't feel anything when I was at home or in my car. And so I wouldn't do it. And so uh, I was talking with my uncle, who was a pastor, and I was talking about that. And I said, I, I felt like I had maybe sinned by praying in the Holy Spirit when I didn't feel like it. <laughs> and I felt nothing. And he said, oh, no, 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 no. He said, no, you are edified. You're charged up when you pray in the Holy Spirit. So he said, the time that you need to do it the most is when you feel the least like doing it. And he said, when you go to your prayer closet and you don't feel anything, he said, that's a great time to pray in the Holy Spirit. And this is what I started seeing when I would go to my prayer closet and pray in the Holy Spirit. And those times when I didn't feel anything, it wasn't long before I was supercharged. And the same feeling or the same energy that I had seen at church, I now had it at home. You see, you were not meant to ride the roller coaster spiritually. We were meant to ride consistently with God at all times. And so if we can only have those victorious moments when we're in a public setting, and then there's something missing in our walk with God. God intended for us to have these times even when we're by ourselves. And that's why the Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, I think with my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. He couldn't wait for the church service to have time with God. He had time with God all the time. So take that to heart. You are the one who initiates the flow of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's not the Holy Spirit who does that. It's you. And if you'll do that more and more and more, you'll be blown away at how much more edified you will be. That's all the time we got for today. See you tomorrow. We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Ratings and reviews help us reach more people. So take a moment to leave a review on your podcast app and consider sharing an episode with a friend or family member that needs to be built up and encouraged in the Lord today. Thank you for listening.